Hello and welcome to Storytime with Tom and Mike. I'm Tom. And that makes me Mike. I was just sitting there frozen for a few seconds. I was I, trying to make you make you go, wait a second, did his video freeze? That's actually exactly what I thought <laughs> happened. I thought, your, I thought your feed dropped or something. I'm like, eh, yeah, because we can see each other. Again, you guys can't see us. However, who knows? Maybe one day we'll put together a Patreon thing where you'll get to tune into our <laughs> podcast and watch us, you know, like anybody would want to fucking do that. <laughs> I was just going to say, like, Oh, let's watch a couple of like old men talk and entertain themselves. It's <laughs> pretty much it. Hopefully, uh, hopefully we all have the same interest and likes because uh, that's that's going to be rough if not. <laughs> well, we have we have a younger uh, a younger person coming on the show in a few minutes here who will possibly open our horizons to uh, new things and open our minds because right now we're stuck in our ways and he's going to be like, he's going to be like a, uh, what a psychedelic. Maybe. Yeah. He's open like our a human, minds and expand our horizons. Like a human psychedelic. Yeah. Yeah. All right. This, this I will do uh, regular psychedelics. No, <laughs> <laughs> I will take it. I will take an injection of Salvatore and not like that either. Uh, I know what you're thinking. No, you know, that, that came out odd, but that's good. That's fine. I'm, I'm, I'm rolling with it because I don't care because uh, that was kind of fun. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I just said something about having anal sex with somebody I'd never met or or oral, I guess, you know, it could be that I, way. I, I Yeah. Either uh, or. Do you remember the um, and this is a complete departure from what we were talking about, but uh, do you remember in my dad's house, though, my parents' old house, they yeah. had that intercom system? Uh, vaguely. So, okay. So my dad, being the uh, sort of crack shot engineer that he is, took all this old phone equipment. I have no idea how much time and money he spent on this, but he took mm -hmm. these old phones that were from his business and incorporated them into the house. He put one in my room. He put one in Steph's room. He put one in the in the living room. And yeah. there was like they all intercom to but one another. But he didn't another. put one in their bedroom, huh? No, uh, uh There was no. Like, I don't want. I don't want to be fucking disturbed in my exactly. room. Exactly. But, but the rest of you, yes. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, but he could like hit a button and it would go to my room, or he could do the whole house. So. Um, it was crazy, too, because like in the basement, there was this whole junction box with all these wires going everywhere and it was all patched down and done perfectly and everything. And I remember uh, something wouldn't work and he'd spend an entire weekend down there trying to fix it. And uh, one day I'm I'm in my in my attic room. I'm sleeping. It's time. It's a it's a class. It's a school day. And um, my dad comes to the foot of the stairs and says, get the fuck up and get down here. And I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> Doesn't he normally call me on his, on the, the, the intercom. Right. And I'm like, maybe the intercom's not working. And he's pissed off. So I get dressed, I shower, I dress all that stuff. I go downstairs. Um, and he's not talking to me and I'm finally like, what's going on? And he's like, well, you should tell me because you're the one that told me to fuck myself on over the intercom. I'm like, I don't even remember that. <laughs> he's like, well, it's funny it's what it. comes out. It's funny what comes out, isn't it? And I was like, I was asleep. Yeah, <laughs> I could have thought you were a demon. I could never in a million years imagine you saying that to your dad. No, hell never. No. 
Hell no. Not even that now. Would, that would probably result in, in a fat lip. <laughs> At know? least. He put me through uh, a or, or, or a boot up your ass. <laughs> he would, he would, and to borrow one of his phrases, he would put me through a fucking wall is what he would do. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure, yeah, I mean, same same thing for most of our parents when it comes to that kind of stuff. Yeah, you well, just uh, you don't you don't you don't bust out that kind of language unless you're ready to take a whooping. Yeah, exactly. Especially directed at them. Oh yeah, you know, like that. But yeah, I and, I, and he wouldn't talk to me for like a week and a half. He was so pissed off, and I finally I was like I was like we gotta get past this. It, I it was a nocturnal emission, man. Yeah, yeah, that's like taking a dream personally, you know. Yeah, like oh, I was having sex with this girl. What? You're having yeah. sex in your dream? Yeah. That's it. We're getting divorced. And mine isn't really a story this time. It's just I wanted to talk about something that's amusing to me, and that is how I give nicknames to everybody. Like everybody has a nickname. Right. I mean, you your your nickname is just it's Tom. I mean, that's pretty much what it's always been. I don't think I've ever called you anything but that. Tommy. And, uh, you call me Tommy sometimes. Uh, no, I said Tommy. Oh, I didn't hear you. I'm sorry. That's I thought you I said, said Tom. No, yeah, I, I said Tommy. You normally I call you Tommy. Like anybody knows that if I'm talking about Tommy, it's you, and it's not my uncle who I don't ever talk about anyway. But um, my son has gotten into this thing with me where like if somebody pisses you off, like I may pick an attribute that you have, like my one, uh, my late uncle, his wife, we call her Fatty McGapdooth because she has a giant gap in her teeth. She has the Mick <laughs> in the back of her name. I love that. Everybody gets them gets usually get is like is, they're like all part of the McDonald clan or something. I don't yeah. know. Because yeah. it normally is the way that that goes where we will just we'll pick something like that. But my son takes it a step further and he really made me almost piss my pants the other day because our one cat. Uh, well, a couple, several of our cats now have decided that it would be a good idea to walk around the kitchen, especially when we're making pop tarts or something like that, and step on the hot toaster. Oh, dumb cats! I have no idea why. I have no idea why. But every time it ends exactly the same. Uh, they barely touch it because then they realize how hot it is, and they pull back and run off. None of them have ever gotten burned or anything like that. Yeah, yeah, thankfully. yeah. yeah. I'm yeah thankfully. That's good. Because I do, for as, as stupid as they can be, obviously, I love I love all my pets, like my children. Right. And it's funny that, you know, shit like that happens, but it wouldn't be funny if they hurt themselves. Plus, could you imagine putting, like, burn gel on a cat paw or something? Like no way. They licked it off. Absolutely terrible. Like, yeah. I tried to put I tried to put bandages on it, but mittens fucking shit up. The best I tried to give my do. one cat a pill one time. And she damn near bit halfway through my thumb. So yeah. I don't think that that's going to that's gonna work out for me. But anyway, and she also has a this same cat, uh, my, my girl, Rolly Poly. And you called her that when she was a kitten. She's a very svelte, um, muscular cat now. It's funny to think that we called her something that meant she was chubby and rolled around all over the place Yeah. at this point. But she had a habit of... Uh, when she gets angry about the litter pan not being clean enough for her, she'll pee somewhere, which is a common problem when you have multiple cats in the house. And we've dealt with this before. And my house does not smell like cat piss all the time or anything like that before anybody thinks that I'm a crazy cat lady with a smelly house. I will accept that I'm a crazy cat lady, but I will not accept the, you know, that my house smells like he because it doesn't. But I digress. Your house my smells gave, like 
your house smells like cooking. Your house it always, smells like it always like, smells like cooking. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and or cranberries. I don't know. The cranberry thing is always have the air freshener or Hawaiian. I use a lot of air fresheners. And that is the reason why, because I have multiple cats and two dogs. And plus, you know, me myself, I don't change my shirt apparently every day, as we as we noticed earlier. So, you know, it is what it is. It's a lot. Um, yeah. I mean, it's it's just a thing. So my son decided that this cat's nickname was going to be. Toasterfoot, captain of the seven Ps. And nice. I almost pissed myself when he said it. <laughs> so what's his name again? Sorry, say it again. Toasterfoot. Toasterfoot. Her name, yeah, her name is Toasterfoot, captain of the seven Ps. Because she pees on stuff and because she stepped mm-hmm. on the toaster. So Toasterfoot, captain of the seven Ps. That's, that's <laughs> her nickname. Oh, my God. And my son, I actually have his written down here because I gave him... Um, I gave him a nickname years ago that pissed him off so bad that he he wouldn't talk to me for a while. So I'm going to obviously bring it up right now and of maybe course. he'll hear me saying it from downstairs and he'll get mad. But uh, I called him Ferguson Pom Pom Fuzzy Bottom Kitty Kitty Boom Boom Jenkins. I don't have any idea why. I just decided that that combination of words. That is I can't I can't remember anything but Fuzzy Boom Boom on that. That yeah. that was a long Appalachian Ferguson, to someone. Ferguson, Pom Pom, Fuzzy Bottom, Kitty Kitty, Boom Boom, Jenkins. <laughs> right, let's, bre- let's break this down. Let's break this down. So Ferguson, like Ferguson from Clarissa Explains It All. Well, that's amazing that you made that connection. But yes, that would have probably been where I got that from. Because the only other thing I know is the Ferguson is in the city, and I certainly wasn't saying that about him. You know, right, like a right. name of a city. Right. Uh, Pom Pom. Probably just because of cheerleaders, I would mm-hmm. guess. I mean, yeah, it just kind of yeah. made me laugh. Uh, fuzzy Bottom, um, your guess is as good as mine on that one. Nice. I, I don't I don't have an answer for that. Kitty Kitty, obviously, I have a ton of cats, so that was something that popped in my head. <laughs> uh, boom Boom. Boom Boom, because of, you know, uh, when you're a kid and apparently saying like, oh, they, they went, you got to go Boom Boom, means shit. Yeah. So that I, probably I, is where that came from. I never used that euphemism as a child. It was always poop. Neither did I. Neither yeah. did I. Yeah, I was like, I was like, you got you got poopy. You know, that was pretty much it. And right. my son, I'm sure he'll love me telling this story, especially if any friends like in the future ever happen to listen to this. But he used to hide behind furniture and poop himself. Like you, you <laughs> see him, you you see like his feet sticking out from behind the couch, and he'd be like, and I'd be like, are you back there pooping? And he would shake his head vigorously no like you see him and you could smell it and you'd be like i can smell it are you back there pooping he'd still be shaking his head and he's like is he shaking his head his face is all red and everything and he's shaking his head there was one time he was hiding behind curtains i shit you not like like a bad horror movie i could see his feet sticking out from the bottom of the curtains (laughs) if i hadn't have been able to hear the grunting or smelled the poo i would have known that he was there by his shoes anyway it was like the worst hiding ever. <laughs> you should be proud of your son. He's a poop master. He is. He is. Um, really is. Oh, and and the a Jenkins, real man. A real man poops standing up. You know. It's well. It's it's uh, it's true. But sometimes that leads to a whole lot more cleanup. So yeah, yeah. I am not a real man when it comes to the uh, games of poo. I um. 
I have a habit of uh, sitting down, to be quite honest. The the Jenkins in his name, I think, came from, you know, Leroy Jenkins. Yeah. Leroy Jenkins. I just uh, just popped into my head. But I used to make it like it started off just being like two of the things. And then I kept adding stuff onto it the more angry he was getting until I had to yell his name for him. And I was like, Ferguson, you know, pom pom, kitty, kitty, boom, boom, jank or, you know, fuzzy bottom, kitty, kitty, boom, boom, Jenkins, get your ass down here. And he was so fucking mad. It was it was glorious. It you, was glorious. I do take great pride in annoying everybody. You do. You or, do. Or any or anybody or anything. It's, um, you know, I don't know that it's something to be proud of, but uh, my children, my pets, um, you know, uh, the rest of my family, of course, you um it's just it's, it's just the thing i don't do it to people i don't love man yeah i was gonna say that annoying people is your love language it is that is my language of love yeah. the look of love is in your eyes you look like you're about to be a dick and i am <laughs> <laughs> so uh that was uh that was my thing i mean Everybody's got a nickname, and I'm sure uh, that any there's people that listen to this that are like, oh, I want my nickname is. And if you want to know what your nickname is, and I do know you, even if I don't know you, uh, I look you up and I'll make a nickname up for you. Uh, it's a story time with Tom and Mike at gmail.com. Yep. Attention, yep. subject line, give me a nickname. There you go. I will, I will give you a nickname, and I will read it on the air, and it won't even cost you anything. This is not a uh, patreon level thing this is me doing it for free because i would like to annoy you personally because i love you my listeners i i I think (laughs) i think that's very very generous of you tonight we have a special guest we have salvatore from peru thank you very much this is salvatore from peru the you, girl uh, from Peru. Peru, Peru, Texas. Is that no? The is other that... Peru. Oh, oh the, the one in Illinois. Right. Yeah. No, the in Peru. Isn't there one in Ohio? Yeah. There's, mm. there's many Perus. There's many Perus. I'm from the one in, in outside North America, more more down south. Outside of like, North America, it's, but uh... not Texas. So Mexico. Uh yeah, basically. Okay. Uh, I mean, you know, we went to school in the United States, so we're not aware right. of anything below the southern border <laughs> or above the northern border. Yeah, basically, Everything's a mystery to me. Yeah, basically, here, here's how – let's like, let's do that. Like, let's go over how North Americans look at the rest of the world continent by continent. South, um, America, okay. South America is jungles. And monkeys. Monkeys. People. Literal. You know, literal monkeys. I don't mean any slang when I say any of this stuff. Yes. People having huge, huge street festivals Mm -hmm. and fucking ayahuasca. And that's all, especially in Peru, like fucking ayahuasca is all anyone knows about Peru. Tequila also, I think. Oh, tequila, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, tequila. I was listening to stuff with somebody. Um, Peru is one of the most mystical of the South American references you can make. In like American television, is that right? Yeah, yeah I was gonna say, I think of temples and ruins and like hidden treasures and stuff. Yeah. When I think of Peru. Um, we have been friends for a long time, and I will never forget the time you told me um about my Mayan and Aztec roots 
you know. Uh, that was really fucking funny at the time, you know, because there weren't any Maya and Terrasters here. It was mingled with the Incans. Uh, we shared some He's like, I saw Apocalyptica. Story. Wasn't that like your true life story? <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty much the way, you know. Uh, uh, James, uh, fucking what's uh, what's the name of the the, the Apocalypse director? Uh, I was gonna say James Gibson, Mel Gibson. That's a good Mel Gibson. Yeah. Yes, Mel Gibson. One of the worst people to ever make a movie about <laughs> about another, uh, you know, culture. Yeah, culture. But yet that movie was really. I thought it was good for what it was. It was Even very uh, captivating. What's a bad movie about another culture? But yes, I also enjoyed Apocalypto. <laughs> I enjoyed Apocalypto a lot, actually. As an entertainment film, I think it was cool. The Passion of yeah. the Christ. That was just a uh, mess. It's like a torture porn, basically, for It's like for a fairy Christians. tale about a fairy tale. That's yeah. what that was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, let's let's break it down to its basics here. If it wasn't something that people believe so strongly that they're willing to kill over it, it would probably be a pretty damn entertaining story. Yeah. But when you break it down to the fact that there were people who based their who based their belief system off of that film. That's where it becomes troublesome, where you're like, dude, I don't believe that there's a guy who owns a chocolate factory that employs Oompa Loompas because I saw Willy Wonka. So yeah. it's yeah. the same kind yeah. of a thing, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, uh, I will at least require 40 virgins, you know? That makes sense to me. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm with you on that one. That yeah. sounds good. That makes sense to me. I get why those people, those people got in, you know? I don't even take the 40 reject virgins that aren't actually virgins. I'm good with that, you know. I, I was thinking that the virgins are all virgins for a reason. Like, yeah, right? Because they're yeah. unfuckable. Yeah. She's got yeah, teeth in her vagina. Teeth, you know? <laughs> I was thinking uh, you may get uh, 40, 80... 80-year-old virgins, you know, or, or even 40-year-old virgins would have been enough. <laughs> he um, said 80 year That's what it is. It's a bunch of old ladies <laughs> and a bunch of old guys. And there's like, I didn't specify what the sex was. And you're like, oh, <laughs> damn it. Now I'm going to be plugging a bunch of prunes. <laughs> <laughs> you know you'd um, enjoy it. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, come on. Seriously? When it comes right down to it, Michael, try anything once. Any hole my, will do. My dad always used to say to me when I was a teenager, you fuck a snake if you could hold it still long enough. The verb tomar is to drink. So uh, if somebody's called Tomas, uh, his name literally means to drink. Really? Yeah. You see, I didn't even know that, but I was right. <laughs> it's kind of like Jimmy last week when he knew that I had a cock meat sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> and it was chicken. It was chicken, literally, yeah. <laughs> you know, Peruvians eat cock. No joke. Um, I had cock when I was out on the road. It's a very, very fucking... It's like a very, very fucking tough chicken, you know? It's, it's because this animal grows up fighting. So its meat is extremely fucking nervous. You know, imagine... It's like eating a, a heavyweight champion, you know, except they lose. <laughs> like Paul <laughs> Muscle. Yeah, it's, it's like eating Brock Lesnar. Uh, <laughs> but in Peru, cockfighting is an extremely famous sport. Uh, yeah. Know, uh, I've, been, I've been to it once, only once, because I find it way too sad to watch the cock die. But um, 
you watch people lose all their all their fucking money. He, entire salaries go away in cockfighting. So it, the way we see it, the way we see it in movies and stuff is is pretty accurate. Then where there's a bunch of dudes standing around shaking their money and and they put all their money into it and then lose it all. That's that's pretty common. That's pretty on par. Yeah, I'm sad to say that it's true. Yeah, I'm sad to say that it's pretty true. When I was up north, um, yeah. we actually ran over a cock. It was very sad. It was very, very sad. I, that is um, sad. Yeah. yeah it was very, Nobody very, wants very, to see a flaccid cock laying around. <laughs> huh? yeah. Yeah. I, I was holding on to that one. <laughs> we avoided running over a donkey. Uh, that, that was a difficult maneuver. Uh, props to my friends for pulling it off. But, uh, Did you say ran right over a donkey? <laughs> We almost ran over a donkey. Oh, I thought you said you did. I'm like, how the hell do you run no, over? No, I feel like no, running no, over a no. horse. Nobody <laughs> wants to run over a fucking donkey. Like, no, I imagine that would damage animal. the shit out of things. You know? Yeah. The most precious animal that I saw this year was a silver donkey. It was fucking shiny. You know, it was, it was not great. It was silver. And um, a donkey maybe isn't the, the the most beautiful animal you can find in the Peruvian mountains. But this mm. donkey was. It was special. Shiny. Yeah, he was like a shining silver All unicorn, right. you know? I would um, like to see a shiny silver. This feels like you went a step above the regular donkey and you got like the deluxe yeah. model. It was yeah, shiny, yeah. you know? This is also an area, I should say, uh, they have recently outlawed um, using animals as pieces of charge. I don't know if the term is correct, you know, using them to pull vegetable cards and stuff. They have outlawed that. So you see less animals on the road. Um, I had never been out of the city before this, so I expected to see a lot of animals. I was up north, and I didn't see many. The first one was a donkey, you know? And if that donkey was there, he probably wasn't working as a, as a charged animal, you know? He wasn't there. He was probably a pet. So Yeah. He was he just hanging out being silver. Yeah. He was just hanging People were like, I got a silver donkey, and they're like, no, you don't. He said, I do. I'll five bucks and I'll let you look at it. And he was like, all right, he paid him five bucks. And he, that, yeah, he is working, but he's not pulling carts and everything. Yeah. So he's still, he's living the life. He gets the good hay. He gets the good grass and everything else. Yeah. He's, he's a, he's a, he's a working donkey. I, I don't, what I don't know. Surviving Roman Empire era novels, uh, the golden ass. It's about a very similar situation, except a man turns himself into a donkey trying to do witchcraft. I'm sure you've heard of it, Tom. This was the silver ass. Uh, probably. Yeah, <laughs> the silver ass, yes. You're testing, well, you're testing my <laughs> occult knowledge now, so. Hmm. I wanted to ask, what is American cuisine really like? What, what do you like most out of uh, food you can call American? American cuisine. American uh, cuisine. A lot of cheese, uh, probably fried or 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 pan fried at the very least, if not deep fried. See, that is that is the way I ate as a little kid. You know, yeah. I got everything off supermarkets. I got American imports. Yeah, so everything like uh, We never stop eating bars. like that, though. That's the I thing. I ate bars, Snickers, um, everything fried. I had chicken. I would rather have chicken nuggets. And look at a chicken bone, you know? Yeah. Um, uh, et cetera, et cetera. It's just um, that forever. You know, I I was a pretty obese kid. 
Mm-hmm. I, I find that hard to believe, actually, you being yeah. a, that's hard to picture. But I remember my brother said he went through a chubby phase when he was like 11. Uh, and my brother is, is, you know, rail skinny and and very fit. So it was just this weird little period in his life where he was chubby for a while. Well, I grew up fat because I ate very much, you know, uh, I ate a lot of day. I never stopped eating a lot, but um, what happened was very weird. I uh, I went to sleep when I went to sleep one day when I was eleven, and I woke up and I was this size. And um, and from that point on, you know, I used uh, I was just skinny. I couldn't gain any weight, you know. And then I had a fast metabolism. I've tried to slow down my metabolism by eating less times a day and stuff like that. But I used to get constipated, so. Don't it doesn't work. You know, it, it's yeah, yeah. I'd rather just walk this way. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> listen to However, my father was the same way until he was like forty, and then he got fat. You know, he got to up to three hundred pounds, uh, big level stuff. Um, I've only been a size thirty-four waist. That's a fat assessment. That's yeah. For me, that was a while ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When I met Mike, he was very skinny. Um, oh yeah, I was like a size twenty-eight. I was. I was. I was very skinny when I was a child, like when I was up to like maybe twelve or thirteen years old, and then I just started to balloon up in size. And I look back at pictures of myself from high school now, and I realize I wasn't that heavy. I just yeah. thought I was because I it was like a, a low self-esteem thing, you know, yeah. like a body, a body dysmorphia. I thought I was this huge. I, I had a gut, but I wasn't fat. Now I'm fat. I'm fat as fuck now. And I think you, should be proud uh, you know, of it. huh? I think you should be proud of it. How were you able to be proud of it? I mean, proud of it? Try to keep your health in check, you know, like exercise and stuff. But um, if you've managed to get that fat, you've obviously put in put in um, both effort, effort and joy. And joy, you know, you've yeah. enjoyed eating. Oh, so for sure, man. I yeah, love food. I, I, I wish I had to sh- that to show in my body. You know, I don't. I just uh, look stars all the time. Um, yeah, I think that... Uh, like older cultures, like like back in the day, the idea of someone being heavy was very attractive. Yeah. That's um, why they because, only lived to forty five, too. You know. Yeah, yeah, because they were eating yeah. pate all to, all the time and yeah. caviar <laughs> and like all super high sodium and and, they all and had washing gout. themselves once every six months or something. Yeah. You know, and they all had like <laughs> the gout. bacteria is rife on everything. Yeah, they're all like recently told. Um, People didn't start showering daily until until very recently, right? Right. Deodorant is I a very recent thing as well. I yeah. know people who are. Totally I know a lot of people still it. don't wear it. Yeah. 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 They're like, oh, you don't need to wear it. It's and I mean, like somebody's deodorant isn't working, and they go, it "Can't be me because I don't wear it." It's funny <laughs> though to me because people <laughs> be like, "Well, you know, that's just an invention. You don't have to use it." Like, yeah. Well, so is like. Penicillin. Yeah, so is penicillin. Like, you know, don't just knock it because, you know, the old way of doing it is the only way to do it. 
Yeah. There's some pants, there's some wisdom to the old ways though. I will say pants that. are also just an invention, but I'd appreciate it if you'd wear them. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's yeah, a courtesy. It's yeah. a courtesy thing, yeah. At least a pair of shorts. Right. Uh, uh have you ever seen on like Miami Vice where you can just uh cross the border onto Mexico and buy a kilogram of coke? It's just <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> I I have I have come across that, you know, stereotypes exist for a reason. In not even in this street. Uh, I live in the most dangerous city right now, so to speak. Uh, it sounds like it, man. Yeah. It sounds like you yeah. live in a place where you could lose your life. It's half rural, half in a, half in in a minute. Town, you know? It's yeah, it's the main center of things. You know, it's very metropolitan. But um, uh, what can I tell you? You know, I have a steel door, a steel window. Uh, my house is safe. But um, the thing is, when I lived in Lima, in the other city, the quieter city, but everybody's still. There's a problem with the Peruvian mentality, and it is everybody wants to do better than you, and they want to do better than you at your expense. And if they don't, they feel that you are taking advantage of them. You know, everybody yeah. wants to take advantage of you. People have told me the same about New York. Maybe it's something of uh, big cities, big metropoly. Um, I, I think you can find that kind of thing anywhere if you look hard enough. But yeah. Uh, yeah. it sounds like it's more of a way of life for everybody. Not everybody, but a larger section of people where you are than it probably is here. Out of necessity at times, right? Yeah. I mean, out of necessity was, that you got to do better. So one time, uh, the, the story I was going to do was one time I was freaked out, actually. I um, I was in Lima and I was uh, scoring cocaine for somebody. Not even for me. And I walked into this, um, this empty block and there was only this kid in a storefront, in a storefront, you know, with with bags with rocks of rocks of cocaine <laughs> out in the open, <laughs> and he was packaging them into little bags <laughs> entirely out in the open, you know. Wow. Okay, <laughs> hey, hey, hey man, how much do you want? Hey man, how much do you want? Asking random people <laughs> to buy cocaine. Oh, of him. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> so that was um one of the craziest experiences I've had with drugs. Yeah, I couldn't even yeah. imagine something like that. I'd be like, yeah, uh. Me? <laughs> I was drunk. I was drunk. I was wearing like a purple and green t-shirt and uh, fucking tight red pants. You know. Well, I, you looked I, like you wanted some cocaine, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> cocaine. <laughs> 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 I was gonna get killed any second. You know. Yeah, I mean that. It's, it sounds like yeah, the area that you live in is is terrifying to me when well, you talk about like it. That. When we were when we were in in. In that same district, actually, in Surquillo, that part of Lima, is, is pretty dangerous. We, when Jackie was living here, we went there. We went to a, uh, we went to a brothel, and um, we bounced back. That's a long story. We bounced back from the brothel. We didn't have any sex. But, um, well, that sucks. We bounced back, and uh, we were speaking in a park bench. You know, we, were in, we were in Surquillo. That's like, um, in the 70s, that district was uh, like a main point for selling bootleg liquor and cocaine. Uh, it was mainly you know, known for that. And it's lingering on, you know? So you have people all night who will try to swindle you or whatever, you know? So this this 
this this dirty guy in a baseball cap and a hoodie, you know, spots us and sees us speaking in English, you know, at 2 a.m. So he approaches us, you know, and uh, he says something, something gringo, you know. He asked us for for money to to uh, for money to buy drugs and then give us more money or something like that. And he said the word gringo, you know. So Jackie Jackie looks at him and says, "Did you just call me gringo?" In such a tone, you know. I'm pretty sure the other guy didn't didn't understand the word she was saying, but um, she said it in such a tone that the that, that the guy just walked off scared. So, uh... <laughs> I've I've only ever talked to Jackie one time, but I could imagine Jackie being like saying that. I can almost hear it and being like, "Whoa, uh, Jackie, <laughs> yeah, I need to walk on. I need to Jackie, walk on." <laughs> I, 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 I'll be honest, Jackie intimidated me a lot at first. When I first got to know her, I was like, <laughs> "I was like, she's so fucking <laughs> smart and she's so outspoken." And I'm like, "Oh, I'm gonna make." I loved it. Myself. I loved it. I mean, but no, yeah, she's awesome. Yeah. Jackie's awesome. Very, we need to have her on the show again. Very yeah, I, I enjoyed I enjoyed our interactions with Jackie. I thought it was it, it was, was one of the living with her. One of the one of the you, um how long did you live with her? Uh, uh, what? How long did you guys live together? Oh, it lasted like how long did it last? I have no idea. I don't I don't really remember, but maybe a few months. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah, a few months. Um I'm very sorry that I didn't take her more places because, like, most of the time I was on cocaine, and uh, too much of that makes you scared to go anywhere. So, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. It was because you were wearing that purple and green shirt everywhere. That's what the problem was. <laughs> Everybody's <laughs> like, "This guy, it's drugs. I know it. He likes cocaine." <laughs> I'm just, I'm just joking with you. I try to keep things a little bit light when yeah, we get into a dark though. place. Let's 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 lighten things up for a moment here and let's yeah. kind of let's see if there's any preconceived notions between us about what yeah. our countries are like. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'll say something like, do you guys have indoor plumbing and electricity all the time or does it go out at like, you know, 10 p.m.? Uh, for the longest time, I thought we did. I was sure we did. But then I got here and um. Well, I don't know if I if I have shown you my bathroom, Tom. I've never seen so. your bathroom. Yeah. You've seen my bathroom? No, I don't think so. I haven't. Uh, well, my shower is just a fucking tube. Like, it squirts water out, you know? Mm. Sometimes, if no one in the block is using the water... Um, it'll blast it'll your skin, skin off, right? What? It, it's like so high pressure, it'll blow your skin off. <laughs> If, if nobody's, nobody's using, using it, it. Using water, yeah. yes. But if not, it's like this. I'm trying to get get water on my face, you know. You get like a cup and hold it up there, and then dump yeah, it on yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's much easier. So, um, yeah. Right now, I live actually in, and this is hilarious to me. What is called a human settlement. Um, like, what happened here was, is actually in the '90s, maybe, or something in the '80s. Um, this was a piece of barren land. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was like three blocks from the beach. So this was just sand. And some people came here. They set up four walls. They kicked out whoever was here before whoever tried to get them out. And they used to stay here. And the government had to live with them. At some point, they paid some tax to the government to keep their lands. And they got them. 
by force, by fighting. So most of those people were removed by violence. <laughs> and um, that's why we have houses like this one. I didn't know um, exactly how places like this work. We have nightly water cuts at 12. Uh, there's no water 12 p.m. to 3.30 a.m. So um, I didn't know we had things like this, you know? For example, this is, this is the first time I have no hot water living here. I haven't had any hot water since September. But um, being forced to take cold showers is, in a way, good psychologically. But but in winter, it's fucking horrible. Yeah. You know, I have to do you, do you get, do you get real cold in the winter down there? Or, or, or yeah, does it snow cold. and everything? Uh, not, not in the city. But this year, I was on the road. You know, I was from the country. I was down south. I was up north. And I was in the coldest point of the country. I went in a shop. Uh, I was um, tagging along with a, tra uh, with a trailer driver, and um, we were doing a delivery. And we passed by the coldest point of the country. We were 5,000 kilometers. I don't know how much that is in miles. A lot. <laughs> yeah, above the sea level. So we were surrounded by snow, you know, and, and, and more than snow, ice. You know, the water becomes ice in the plain sky. So, yeah. um, so I went to a to a shop, and I got a and I asked for a water bottle and a coke, and the girl gave me room temperature ones, and they asked for for cold ones, you know, and she, and she says uh, she laughed and said they're cold, you know, and then when <laughs> I opened it, it was ice, you know, it was completely ice, room temperature and it was ice. It was um, that cold though that you didn't know that you felt that it was warm. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You fill the bottle outside and it's warm, but but the liquid, it's like pure ice. So you take okay. a you take a shower in a temperature like that, you don't have a penis anymore. It disappears. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Was you know, I had to wear women's tights <laughs> under my pants, you know, and then oh, another yeah. pair of pants over that. <laughs> and peeing was the worst thing ever. I know, right? <laughs> You're like, I don't want to touch my dick with my hands. It's gonna fall <laughs> off. <laughs> They're so cold. Yeah. Yeah. Not to mention, uh, we had rubbing alcohol in the trailer, and we ran out of it. And then we always forgot to get more. So nobody wanted to 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 shed or or do any bodily function. <laughs> I bet. That's the worst thing about trucking. Going to the bathroom. It's um I've heard that many truckers' wives go with them. Um and they can't stand it because of that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have a friend who's a trucker. Um, right. Harris. Yep. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's, um, he's got a bathroom on his rig and, and, you know, every now and then will just pull off, <laughs> take care of business. See, you had a bathroom money. That's much easier. So to answer that question, uh, no, a lot of us don't have like good in their prom, plumbing, et cetera, et cetera. I no. thought we all did, but no, no, no. There are houses made of cardboard here. You know, it's, it's really hard to see uh it's funny it's funny at the same time you know like i have a friend or rather i have a neighbor who is so idiosyncratic about the the fact his house is made of cardboard and plywood you know that it's funny like um a rat shoot a hole through his wall and the rat was fucking around in his wall and um he got mad so he tore down the entire wall <laughs> and he'd rather be wallless you know 
or like he will regularly throw away his toys, his children would, or better said, um, his children would, uh, would regularly throw away clothes and toys, you know, they don't value anything, you know, even though they are extremely poor, they don't value any shit, you know, it's wow. funny. They act like rich people, you know, it's hilarious, really. I, um, the poor are exquisite here. The poor are really exquisite. Um, my landlady gives me all her leftovers or her dog eats them because she doesn't eat microwave food. Okay. Uh, can you believe that? That's interesting. Uh, no, I, I can't believe that. I mean, I do because you told me, but yeah. <laughs> I believe you. Do you eat microwave food? Oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, absolutely. Yes, I, of course I do. Yes. It doesn't taste the same, does it? Uh, no, no, no it absolutely not. It doesn't. But uh, I am not wealthy, so yeah. if I if I have something yeah. and I have extra, yeah. I will put it in the refrigerator and then I will reheat it. So that's yeah. it's it's necessity. It's necessity yeah. for us. Yeah. I'm not. I mean, I'm not doing bad by any stretch, but uh, I'm not. I I I, I eat leftovers. Yep. <laughs> I think. It's only natural, but like, um, uh, I don't know, this guy's just, uh, maybe, exactly the reason that they grew up so poor is that they are like this now, you know? Uh, people tend to go against their, their upbringing. Mm-hmm. Okay. So do you have any questions about, about us? Like anything that you okay. think of? Um, yeah, we have the food one, right? Uh, lots of cheese. Uh, oh yeah, fried food. Um, have either of you had deep fried candy? Yes, at the state I, fair. I have not ever. No, I've never had deep fried candy. No, deep fried. You've never had like a deep fried Snickers, Mike, or anything like that. No, I haven't. Oh honestly. man, you yeah. gotta get. I know I'm get, missing out. Yeah, <laughs> I've never done it. No, you gotta get out to this county fair or like the state fair or whatever has food trucks. Mm -hmm. Uh, York County Fair is a good one to go to. That's the likely one. Um, and just look around for all the, the different vendor trucks because they've got people with, with deep-fried cotton candy, deep-fried Kool-Aid, deep-fried pig anus. Deep-fried <laughs> butter. Yeah, deep-fried horse. Just like a whole entire horse has been dipped in deep-fried. No deep-fried silver donkeys, though. I know that. It's still fucking alive when they put it in. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> it's better when it screams yeah we have deep fried screams too yeah it's, just, it's literally <laughs> hey, look, it's deep fried void <laughs> it's literal <laughs> you bite into it and taste the existential angst <laughs> it's deep fried nihilism <laughs> <laughs> it's bad for you but you don't care <laughs> whatever is that a really american um, um, I don't I think, think it's so. German. I think it's German, isn't it? I think it would be German or Dutch if I was going to yeah. guess. I would yeah. say one of those two countries probably had it before we did. You're thinking of an apple strudel, right? Or whatever. Uh, I mean, anything like that. Yeah, it could be a version of apple yeah. pie, I think. Yeah, I mean, the way apple pie is made here probably is just an American thing. Right. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, but well, I'm sure it tastes better in Germany or. <laughs> or uh, or in the Netherlands or something like that, or in, in Dutch country. Besides the hamburger, best represents American cuisine. The hot and besides the hot dog. Oh boy, pizza, steak, 
I, I'm, you're gonna you're gonna be hard. I'm gonna be hard pressed to say anything other than hamburgers and hot dogs because those are the two things right. that everybody makes like on national holidays where we're right. celebrating the country. The Fourth of July, Memorial Day, Labor Day. Everybody makes hamburgers and hot dogs. Corn on the cob. Someone, or maybe we copy you. Um, except, uh, well, I guess the places are just as bad, you know. Uh, McDonald's here is expensive. McDonald's is a place you take a nice girl out on a date to here. Well, it's expensive here too, but you won't take anybody on a date to McDonald's if you want to get laid. I can tell, I can tell you that much. Here, uh, here, if you want to fuck like a seven, eight girl, you take her to a McDonald's. You know, you you take her to yeah. a nice meal at a McDonald's. Yeah. You, like you ain't gonna you ain't gonna show nobody your Big Mac if you take her to McDonald's for dinner on a date. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> yeah. Even though the burgers are smaller. Yeah. Like the way, honestly. Even the Japanese McDonald's, they're just like that. Japanese, Japanese, I am fascinated by their food, like wasabi buns and all this other crazy stuff, like black burgers and black buns and everything. I, yeah. I'm telling you, it's fascinating yeah, to me. That. Yeah, I would love to go to Japan. Uh, that, I'm with you. I would love to go to Japan. Um, I, I never thought I would want to go to Japan or China when I was younger, but I tell you, the older I get, the more interesting <laughs> it is to me and the more I really do want to go. I really do. And I'm hoping, I'm hoping before before the end of my life comes that I get to go to Germany, that I get to go to um, to Japan or China, Japan and China, and maybe even Australia. I don't know. Like I feel like I want to do that before, and Hawaii definitely, even though it's in the United States. But you I know have what I'm a saying. I have a big problem with travel in that I don't like getting on planes, and I, I don't, don't like, either. I don't like being cooped up for a long time. So like. I almost would rather do the vagabond's journey, and I know Salvatore. Um, my things. No, I, I, I can't take them with me. It, it's uh. Yeah. Yeah, you need to need, need to find a safe place for them, and that's that, that's been hard because I've traveled most of my life, out of necessity. But um, I really like having some place to go home. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. But I would like when, to whenever we go anywhere, I cannot wait to get home. I would yeah. like to do the kind yeah. of travel though where I have no end date in mind. I don't have any anywhere in particular I choose to go. I just go and I get on a boat, not a fucking plane. And if it takes a week to get to the other continent, then it takes a week. And during that time, I learn what it's like to be on the sea. And then I, I find myself in Europe or something and I get to explore there. But I do it organically, not through some travel he agency. Spends, he spends a week out at sea and finds himself at, you know, in New York. <laughs> like he suddenly got turned around and got sent right back. And you're like, son of a bitch, I thought I'd be in London. <laughs> no, this is stop going on in my country. The 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 jellyfish are come are coming here to die on the seashore. Okay. Oh, that's um, terrible. It's really close to me actually, and this means that um the winds are blowing against each other. So that's weird. I live in a place where they're constantly constantly doing tsunami scares. I I am always hearing the sirens, you know, every morning. That would terrify uh, me. That would ter man. The place you live sounds like um. 
a living hell. Pardon, pardon me for saying it like that, but that's you, you know anybody that's what who it lives feels here like. Um, anybody who lives here would agree with you. They they all want to get out. You know, uh, I'm the only person who wants to live here. You know, um, I um. You, I you enjoy the adventure. Uh, uh, no, 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 no. I like it here because uh, I got bored with, with the main city, but I would like to go to a more pure province out in the country, something more pastoral. Okay. So, uh, I got to know those communities this, this year, and I would love to go back. Um, yeah, and settle there. Uh, maybe have a farm or something like that. I um, I am very much into housework and doing things inside, you know. Um, so yeah, I project in uh, into that. I, I um, I don't like criminality, anything uh, or anything of that ilk. Okay, it, it's uh, not worth it. It's no, not I worth mean it. normally not, because and... yeah, getting yeah. getting punished for it is uh, probably pretty serious business, also, right? Yeah, yeah, I was in, let's say, the equivalent of County Yale um, yeah. for 17 days for something that wasn't even mine. You know, it was just with somebody who had drugs at the wrong moment. And uh, it was terrible, you know. I I, uh, I was there with, with my mother next to me, you know. It, Were you wearing that green and purple shirt? No, thankfully. All right, all right, all right. No, he was wearing his bar mitzvah shirt. <laughs> I got along with the cops. I can <laughs> I can actually say that. Uh, it was a nice it was a nice experience. I'm glad it happened. <laughs> I'm glad it happened because it put me in check, you know, uh, mentally, psychologically. It, yeah, I say it gave you a different perspective of things, right? Yeah, because I was doing uh, at the time I felt it was punishment for being a drug abuser <laughs> because that's what got me in there. I wouldn't have been there if I had not been abusing drugs. Yeah. So, so you know, it was just like a wake-up call, you know. And uh, my mother decided to 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 go with us. You know, my my entire house got busted. They didn't want to take my mother, but she insisted. So it was hard, you know, knowing she was there. Um, I said at one point that uh, that all the drugs were mine, but the cops wouldn't believe me, you know, obviously. And we were just there while they investigated us. Uh, I can tell you, for example, that in a smaller country, much more abuse will happen. You know, that like there was a weird incident. Uh, one man was showering. You know, I was the only one who never showered. I didn't shower the entire 17 days. And here's why. During the first night, some of us decided to shower. Um, and that was one of them. You know, I, I stripped down to a towel and everything. But um, my friend uh, was showering there. And suddenly a cop starts filming him and he covers his dick, you know. And the cop tells him, Hey, take, take your hands off your penis <laughs> with those words, you know, literally. <laughs> and he takes them off, you know, and the cop kills, keeps filming. <laughs> the cop keeps filming. So that's wow. why I never took a shower there. That's crazy, <laughs> dude. That's he was filming him taking a shower. Yeah, he was going to take a shower. We had the showers, just like uh, it was, uh, it was maybe this big. Uh, so you had the showers over there. Um, this this was this was a big lock, like an iron door door, an iron gate, and there we were, you know, thirteen of us, just packed together in a six by six room. It was a uh, inhuman, but I got a good experience. Most people. 
most people who are there for drug offenses get water thrown on them. They get beaten up. We didn't get beaten up. We didn't get water thrown on us. That was good, you know? Wow. The fact, the fact that you had to not shower and that you didn't get beaten were the highlights of your jail yeah, experience. Yeah, you know, Tell me uh, a lot about the police state that you live in. Jesus yeah. Christ, man. I mean, we complain about how bad cops are in this country, but that's nothing compared to what you put up with in your country. Police here are private criminal entrepreneurs. That's the best way to describe a cop. That's what they are. They have their hands on everything. Do you know how construction mafias work? Yeah. Well, from television. Yeah. Well, Not personally. You say, how do they work here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, the mafia basically uh, uh, supports unions, from what I gather, and the unions build everything, and the mafia basically runs the show. I mean, that's like the pared down condensed version yeah. of everything you know yeah so this, this is how it happens here there's i'm sure at some point the union was important this is what the unions become uh okay let's say that we as a neighborhood my block we present a project okay we want to build a fucking round staircase or we want to build a pool you know or we want to build a statue whatever a merry-go-round. Um, there you go. What? I said a merry-go-round with horses. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah I that. So I go there and I say, uh, hey, Mr. Mayor, you know, I, I'm going to build this. We are going to build this. We, the neighborhood, are going to build this. And um, this person and this person will say, my friend Tom and my friend Mike and my mother and my cousin and my other cousin and, not, and this guy is working here. And the mayor has to approve that, and he has to pay a salary to each of those people. Those people start charging money for doing nothing because nobody's building the merry-go-round. <laughs> so the, the municipality is just paying people for nothing. And if they don't pay them, they get beaten the fuck up and killed. <laughs> That's wow. That's how it works. That's so there's a whole works. lot of planning and talking, but not a whole lot of action yeah. going on, right? It eventually gets to this point, you know? Let's say that, and this actually happened to me when I moved in here. When I moved in here, uh, the landlady's son, actually, the uh, man you just saw, <laughs> he offered me, he offered me, uh, hey, I can get you work, I can get you uh, a paycheck every month if you give me uh, 10% of it, you know, like um, whatever you earn, just give me 10% and, I'm, and I'll be happy with that. And you don't have to do anything. You know, and the only thing I had to do was show up to um, a construction site and sign my name. So that and then leave. There. What? I said, and then leave. Yeah, and then you and they just leave. And I know plenty of people who who actually work this way, and they give ten percent to 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 whoever got them in. This is how they work here. You know, you get you get literally money for nothing, just for showing up and signing and your the name. chicks for free. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> as soon as you said money for nothing, I that song popped into my head, man. <laughs> That's a great song. I love the dire straits. Yes. Yeah. Love that video. You know how far ahead of its time that video was when it came out? 
Yeah, that crazy. level of computer animation on a computer in what 1984, 83 when that song came out. I'm, I'm honestly not sure of that. I would think it was Holy a little later shit, in the 80s, but still, the money that they must have spent on that video. I'm set up getting a tattoo that says I want my MTV. <laughs> that would be at this point, I think that would be an amazing tattoo because it's so far out of date from, from anything relevant. And because of your age, you can't say, oh, I got that back in the 80s. Or you could say that just to fuck with people. Oh, yeah, I got that back in the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can say that. You can say that. The video was really ahead of its time. Um, I heard that the Dire Straits uh, singer was a writer, like a short story writer. And then mm-hmm. they uh, their structure was sort of like stories. I think in Money for Nothing, when he when he says um, the homophobic slur, et cetera, I don't want to say it. Yeah, um, I, know what you know. I know what you mean. Yeah, I think he's talking about David Bowie personally. Hmm. That's it a could good very well be. It could well yeah. be. Yeah, I think so. You know, uh, I think it's it may be the feeling of a lot of working class people at the time looking at uh, super stuff like this. Um, it's always been my theory. I'm a big fan of all time radio. Like, um, 80s radio the 80s uh are being worshipped by teenage boys here now like uh i don't the know people here like still people. do too yeah 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 it's making a big comeback like like the 90s were in the in the 2010s mm-hmm. okay yeah yeah, I, I remember, I just remember the 80s being this really bright and flashy time, but I also was a kid, so I had that sort of childlike everything innocence. Everything was so. bigger, everything was brighter, everything right. was louder. Yeah, right. it's definitely the way that I remember That's them. That's how I define the 80s. I was like, yeah. experience them, you know, experience all the work from the 80s. Optimism, and um, then on the counterculture side, you have extreme pessimism, yeah. which wasn't stronger than the 70s pessimism. Um, the centers were much much darker, you know. It was just a response to the sixties. But the thing about the the eighties that surprises me was everybody. It apparently got so bad that you were recreating the fifties in many ways. <laughs> if Back to the Future <laughs> is to be believed, yes. <laughs> I said, if Back to the Future is to be believed, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Good old Biff Tanner. You know? um, yeah, and uh, I don't know, Happy Days. Uh, there were a lot of things uh, I got back in the 50s. I yeah. feel like we are going through another time like that. Uh, we are entirely based on our culture. And I say this as a 24-year-old person. Uh, we are totally reliving the past. We're not making anything new. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're not making anything. We've we've reached the glut at the end of history, is what's happened. <laughs> this is, we've reached the end of the internet, friends. Yeah. yeah. Everything has been done in so many different ways. No one's got an original fucking thought in their mind. And when they do, Hollywood or somebody it's takes cool. it and turns it into turns it into a farce. You know, they drain all the life of it out of it and turn it into something that everyone will enjoy. Yep. Like, and that really bothers me because, I mean, you know me, Sal. I'm a big fan of film, and you know, like to see movies made that are so dumbed down and they're so 
placating to the middle class and they don't offend anybody. And if they do, they, it's very driven home that that person is the bad person right from the beginning and in the trailers. And you don't get to make your own decisions about what the fuck is going on in front of you. And I think that that's you know, missing in film. Say that again. Did you ever watch Hereditary? I don't think so. Uh, that was a good horror movie from 2017. Um, it didn't. It didn't feel manipulative, despite being a Hollywood movie. Uh, like it, it let you make your own choices about whether to believe the character, whether to think. Right. Yeah. 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 And, and that's, that's like a new kind of horror movie. But that's um, what I look for in any film, really, is just. Yeah, it lets you make your own choices. Yeah. Uh, I think the biggest problem with mainstream Hollywood is it forces you to. It forces emotions in you. Mm -hmm. You know? Mm -hmm. um, Very manipulative. Yeah. yeah. Very manipulative. I used to volunteer for a cat and, and dog uh, shelter. And I was telling them that, and they never took me up on this because I don't know why, why, but basically I was telling them, if you take video of these animals being rescued and you put some soppy music, like some ukulele music or some like xylophone shit. Sarah McLaughlin. No, you didn't mean like, sad music. No, I meant like sort of tear, like, like emotional music, but like lighthearted, put some music on top of that. Dude, that shit will go viral. People share anything with a cat or a dog in it. You put some cute music on top of it and, and some graphics, 45 minutes of work, and pretty soon 10,000 people in the first hour will have seen what you made. And, and they were like, that sounds great, all this stuff. And then they never like called me. They never said that we could do it. And it was like, I have the equipment. I have This was when I wasn't working, so I had the time. Yeah. And they're like, well, we could use someone to mow the lawn. I'm like, yeah, the mowing the lawn is fine. But I mean, don't you guys want to expand your reach and get more people interested in what you're doing? Because that's how you're going to get money, not fucking fundraising through a goddamn bingo night. <laughs> no. Not to say that they didn't make their money on the bingo night, but, you know, try some other stuff. Get with the times. Come on, man. <laughs> I was talking to someone on the phone today. I got a call from some lady at noon and she's like, is Norma Jean there? And I'm like, uh, no Bundy, the name of Norma Jean's there. Well, is Miss Parkinson still working there? She retired. I'm like, uh, no, 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 this is, and I tell them the name of my company and she goes, oh, well, sorry. And then she hangs up. Hey, and then you know what, four Tommy? hours later, four hours later, she calls me back and says, who calling? That is a fascinating story, but I just yeah. looked at the clock and we are out of time. So that's going to have to be a story for another time. Thanks for listening to Storytime with Tom and Mike. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed giving it to you. Giving you it to you like I'm giving you lots of hamburgers and hot dogs. Stuff in your mouth, you pig!
have a question for us? You want us to talk about something on the show? Would you, dear listener, like to ask us a question? Send us an email at storytimewithtomandmike at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. And if you want to learn more about the show... And get extras like links to the videos, sites, and other media... Visit dembeans.biz. That's a dot biz because we mean business. Hell yeah.